Good afternoon, this is Quintus Curtius, and welcome back to the Fortress of the Mind podcast. And our subject for today's podcast is going to be the ways a man can win a good name, or in other words, the ways a man can gain notoriety for himself, can win a good reputation. And this is going to be a discussion of an article that I published yesterday on January 20th on my site, qcurtius.com, that was entitled, The Ways a Man Can Win a Good Name. And for people who like to consume their information through hearing rather than through reading, this is going to be uh, something you'll enjoy. So let's go into this article here and read through it and then have a little bit of a discussion to see what conclusions we can draw from it. Every man starting out in life is concerned with gaining notoriety. He wishes to win a name for himself and thereby to gain the respect of others. We wish others to see us as we see ourselves, or perhaps we want to remake ourselves into something better than what we once were. What are the ways that this can be done? It seems to me that it can be done in one of the following ways. We will discuss them briefly and then point to the method that is the best and most lasting. Well, the first method is inheritance. No one really wants to talk about this, and no one really respects people who have nothing to their name except inherited glory, but it is a method. Such people will be shown deference and will be beset on all sides by hangers-on and parasites, but they will not truly be respected. Without some achievement of his own, such a man will always be seen as little more than a doorkeeper minding the family manor, or as we would say in Portuguese, a porteiro. A porteiro. The second method is accomplishment in some field. It is necessary for every man to master some sort of trade, job, profession, or calling. It doesn't matter if we're speaking about a military career or the work of a tradesman or a professional or some other useful line of work. What matters most importantly is that he be the absolute best at what he wishes to do. There is an unlimited feeling of satisfaction we receive when we are known as the duty expert in some field. Everyone wants to be the go-to guy in his field. Everyone wants to be known as the most knowledgeable, the most practiced, and the most expert in his field. Because everyone wants to be admired, appreciated, or felt to be indispensable. Now this way of achieving distinction is the best method for a man of younger years. The younger man should, the younger years should be spent in gaining experience and knowledge, and in so doing, a man's name will eventually come to be circulated in a favorable way to others. So no man should neglect the exertion of all effort to be known for some useful kind of work. This kind of diligence has a very tangible payoff, which gets more precious with the years. Another way a man can achieve distinction is through force of personality, and we can call this charisma. Charisma comes in two forms. It can be natural or learned, natural meaning something that is not taught, something that is just innate in one's personality. Learned charisma is that which we 
train ourselves to be like, if we remake ourselves, if we adopt characteristics or traits or attributes or mannerisms of the models which we choose to align ourselves with. It would be wrong to omit this method as a legitimate way of making a name for oneself. People instinctively sense leadership qualities. There is a small percentage of men who, by virtue of their personal characters and charisma, are more easily able to gain the respect of others simply by projecting the aura of leadership. Of course, the danger here lies in the fact that such qualities are difficult to test. It does often happen that those who appear on the surface to be of good character are, in fact, not so. But men's powers of observation and perception, especially in a group, are not very great. They are easily swayed by bombast, aggressive confidence, and other indications that may point to a forceful personality. And this is why they are often easily led to follow unscrupulous or immoral characters. Another way to achieve distinction is through this method. The method is association with other men of distinction. Associating with other men of distinction, or we could say maybe riding the coattails of other great men. Another way of achieving distinction is to associate oneself with other men of proven worth. These types of associations can be very good for a man, especially in his younger years. An experienced older man can act as a guide and advisor to the younger man, and this satisfies the desire of the older man to see his knowledge put to good use and the desire in the younger man to make something of his life. There are many men who have gained notoriety in this way, historically. And in previous eras, these types of mentorships were perhaps more common than they are now. One gets the sense that respect for age has dwindled in our society, as has correspondingly the willingness of elders to put themselves out for the younger generations. In fact, I would say that the primary fault here is to be placed with the older generation. Older men and women are, in fact, more selfish and self-centered than younger generations are. And this seems to be a liability of old, a liability of old age in which the idealism and passion of youth comes to be replaced by the vices of age, excessive caution, greed, and protective hesitation in nearly everything. Another way a man can achieve distinction is through some special achievement, some unique special achievement which no one else can match. Some men are able to achieve glory simply by some outstanding feat in some field. This may be the rarest way of achieving distinction. And the stars of such men burn brightly, but only for a very brief period. And after the novelty of their feats wear off, they often find themselves with little to show for it. Now, because this sort of thing tends to be unplanned or unexpected, it is difficult to say very much about it. What is certain is that it is the briefest, most transitory type of glory, unless one can find a way to parley it into some other productive effort that yields tangible results. And finally, we come to the last way of achieving a good name, and this is perhaps the best way. 
And this is the method of the development of a good character. This is the best way for a man to win a good name for himself. For with this, he can do all of the other things I have listed above. He can work hard. He can win associations and friendships and mentorships with other men. He can gain access to other men of of great distinction and thereby help himself. He can win friends and audiences with others. And he can project his personality outwards. Now, when I say good character, I mean something very specific. I mean the kind of man who acts honorably, justly, and equitably. Such a man knows how to render that which is due to others. He knows how to maintain his composure in the face of injustice, and he knows what his responsibilities are. He has the moral courage to resist the temptations of corruption, greed, jealousy, envy, sensual pleasure, and rage. He will, of course, feel these things, but he will not allow them to derail him from his chosen path. And, you know, this type of man can be found in all classes of society. He is not a type confined to only one class or another. In fact, it is through the virtue of justice that the poor man can make himself the superior to the rich man. Justice is the great equalizing factor. For I have seen personally men who were of very modest means, and yet they were able to be held in the highest respect by all their communities, even by rich men, simply through their reputations for character and justice. To be a man of good character, we must seek to perform the duties that justice demands. That is, we should always act in good and just ways. We should not be governed by rage, malice, or any other emotion. We must retain our adherence to our moral codes. We do not and we cannot sell, sell ourselves for the attraction of the moment because such behavior, behavior is demeaning and is beneath us. And this is what we can call justice or a just character. But was there ever a man so rare? Yes, this is true. And this is why he is so precious. This is why we need to strive for this ideal, because it is so rare. The man of justice has roots that run deep and extend out in many directions. He cannot be blown over by a random gust of wind, as are so many others. Anyone wishing truly to make a name for himself will keep these things in mind. The truly just man, the true man of character, is respected by all, even by his enemies. They may resent him, but they will never be able to to deny his qualities. So this will conclude my reading of the article, and I want just to make a few more comments about some of the issues that we've brought up here in this reading of the article. And you may recognize some of these themes which were discussed in my, uh, my book, Stoic Paradoxes, Uh, you know, these qualities and attributes of a good and just and wise man and why they're important. And I covered some of these in my previous podcasts on Stoic Paradoxes. So if you have the book, you really should kind of dance through those areas and and reread some of those passages to reacquaint yourself with those. But the comment that I want to make on this podcast regarding this article is, even though we've laid out 
some ideas about what are the what are the good ways that a man can make a name for himself. There is no one way that someone has to pursue. In other words, the ways that I've laid out, I think, are the valid ways that a man can achieve a name for himself. But he can pursue more than one of these roads at once. You don't have to. In other words, they're not all mutually exclusive. A man should always try to strive for better character and better improvement. But at the same time, he can also try to seek out and win the admiration or affection or at least the the awareness of other men of distinction so that uh, by such associations he can uh, rise up in the uh, the uh, the ways of of um, of gaining distinction but we don't have to just use one mutually exclusive way we can do these things in uh, in, in in tandem with each other one can continue to improve one's character at the same time one can seek out associations associations with other great men one can also try to improve oneself in one's trade and profession okay because the truth is it's going to be rare for someone who makes a name for himself only to do one of these things you should try to do as many of them as you can concurrently with each other and that way they all become mutually enforcing and your chances of success are going to be that much greater. So try to keep that in mind. This will conclude my podcast for today at Fortress of the Mind. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I would ask that you go to iTunes and rate me there on the iTunes store so that others can find these podcasts. And if you've purchased one of my books, I would ask you to go to Amazon and leave a review or even a short review because they all help uh, me to get uh, noticed and um, and found by the search engines that are out there. And we would appreciate that. And until next time, until our next podcast, I will sign off and we will be talking to you soon. Good night. <laughs>